right? Because John Wick is he's like mourning and then his dog dies and he goes ballistic, right? This guy is like a repressed murder hobo <laughs> just dying to kill someone. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt and Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time, money, or both on a movie? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. We appreciate your help growing the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsourverdict.com. You can subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates. You can also find our new merch there. If you go to the shop button at the top and click on merch, you can see we have some t-shirts and some mugs. And I'm working on some new t-shirts, gents. So they're going to be surprised. I won't tell you what they are. I'll let you know when they're done but i am working on some new t-shirts are they going to be quotes of all the awesome things we've said i don't know maybe also we'll are the mugs going to be 15 inches which is yes. the same as a foot and a half yes or, yeah <laughs> like a, like a hermit that's even taller than the. you're gonna call that the javier mug no they're 11 ounces and 15 ounces and i did get one and alec got his mugs he had ordered some mugs so again we always appreciate alec it's nice you guys are biggest fan for sure I told him we were going to have him on again. So I told him to pick a movie that's coming out in the next couple of months that he wants to review and we'll have him on again. So that'll be fun. We're coming up on the end of April. So you'll have another couple of weeks to go to Podchaser and leave us a review to help with the Meals on Wheels program that's helping with elderly folks that were impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, so go do that again for every review you leave on Podchaser. They donate a quarter to Meals on Wheels. If we reply, which we will, they donate another quarter. So that's 50 cents. And then our podcast host, Captivate, is matching all of those donations up to $1,000. So up for a chance to a dollar each review so as we will reply so please go do that good bad or indifferent we don't care we're just trying to help out that that charity plus on top of that it does help us so we do appreciate it today we're reviewing nobody it was released march 26 2021 it was written by Derek kolstad it was directed by Ilya nyshuler it stars bob odenkirk alexi sarabryakov connie nielsen christopher lloyd and rizza a bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful russian mobster i love how Literally, like they're like this is a catalyst when in reality in the movie he was going to fight anyone yeah it just this just happened to unfold in front of him yeah it's technically a poor introduction or or synopsis by the yeah. imdb there because well and i even changed it because it was like the target of a vengeful drug lord and i'm like nowhere in this movie does he yeah he wasn't is vengeful. he indicated as a drug lord he, he wanted was, to do karaoke snort his coke and get on with his life yeah i mean he was vengeful because of his brother but at the same time like he wasn't a drug lord he was like a security guy for yeah, dude, he was a cash a bunch guy. Of money yeah i don't know anyway i laughed so i was like i'll change it a little bit because he seemed more like a, a russian mobster to me question for the group how lord. long do we th the main character's name is what again because i just think of him as killer oh uh hutch nobody mansell hutch, there we go mansell yeah, it was called Nobody. How long do you think Hutch, a.k.a. Nobody, was in? I guess he was in his marriage for as old as his kids were probably then, say, add, I don't know, four to five years. So he was in this 
situation out of 20-ish years, maybe. I don't know. Are you talking also oh, being it like the like family it. man? Being like the family, like, you know, putting on the facade, as he said. Well, it sounded like he met his wife at the end of his career, didn't he? Like in Rome, right? I don't remember. I have no that. idea. And I so I guess yeah, I don't. you guys and Ian and Matson have now brought up the problem that I, one of the problems that I have with this movie is like, so he goes out and he gets in this fight on the bus and he gets stabbed, right? And then he comes home and Connie Nielsen proceeds to stitch his ass up and seems oh, like she does is, not stitch him up. The, she super glues his ass. Super glued a stab wound. Hey, she That's pinched terrible. it together. It was all about the pinch. I mean, to be fair, a lot of these deep, deep cuts, they super glue anyway nowadays. But I guess my thing is, is they made it seem like this isn't new territory for her. Like she was used to him coming home looking like fucking Swiss cheese and she had to put him back together on occasion. But then as the movie progressed, it seemed like she wasn't used to this lifestyle and she had no idea who he was and what he did. And I was like, you can't have it both ways. Like you can't come home, have our husband come home with a stab wound. You act not surprised, super glue his ass back together. And then the next morning when a bunch of people come and he murders everyone, you act like you didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, I think that part was new to her though because the way that i understood it is like she was used to him coming home beat to hell but she wasn't used to people coming after him at home that's kind of the way that it you don't fucking do that yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a john wick moment yeah i was gonna say like i for after that scene for most of the movie i thought that like it was like his family was in this type of organization right because like his dad is just okay killing people in a retirement home and like the wife is used to stitching them up and so i just thought like she was also somehow involved but got out type of thing because he's like yeah just like old times but then yeah it started to seem more like she was she was wasn't involved she was his wife and he was involved and I'm like, why Why would she be stitching him up, though? Like, mm-hmm. like the U.S. military is just like, all right, good job on those black ops mission. I see you got shot. Go home to your wife. She's great with super glue. <laughs> why was she? Why is stitching him up like so not weird to her? So, yeah, I that like little yeah. dynamic confused. Honestly, the whole dynamic confused me throughout the whole movie, because even with the dad, I'm like, what does the dad do? Because the dad and Hutch at two different times are like, remember who we used to be? Or what yeah. we used to do. It's like, I do. I'm like, oh, I don't. Could you bring me up to speed on what you guys are all doing? This movie didn't really describe any situation in depth. You just had to kind of guess. At least that's how I took it. Yeah, they left a lot of questions unanswered, which I guess is fine as long as you're going to do world building. But I feel like, and I guess that was my other issue, is there were things that I was so like confused on that they pulled me back and I forgot about my confusion because of the violence. And I was like, this is fucking fun to watch. But like, I like those in-depth pieces. Like I would have loved a conversation between Christopher Lloyd and Riza and this guy that actually told me that these guys used to be a trio. They were all nobody, right? Like I think that would have been cool. And they kind of implied that to a certain degree, but then they also didn't give you enough to actually come to that conclusion. It's just that they're all a bunch of murderous, some murderous trio of father and sons. Like it's just like, what the fuck? But I think, yeah, like I, I think that was my only real issue with this movie. I mean, it's short. And I don't know that I would have wanted it to be longer, which those conversations would have made it longer. But I think some answers would have been cool. They could have done more to leave it less just up in the air and nobody knows what the hell's going on. I was a little disappointed 
about the the military tie that they went with, right? Because he's like all mysterious. You have no idea what this guy's doing. And then he was like, I was in the military. I was just an auditor. And then it turns out like he just like went and cleaned up messes for the military, right? And I'm like, that's just not... that. I just don't feel like that leaves a lot of room. And I'm comparing it to John Wick, right? Because like John Wick can do whatever they want with their world because we haven't seen it before. Like we don't know anything about this weird underground assassins guild, but like we've seen Black Ops military movies movies before right so he's they kind of niched in a little bit so anyway i mean technically it wasn't full-on military because he he said the three-letter agencies so implying nsa cia fbi Mm -hmm. so those guys do get to in all the lore especially hollywood lore of those guys right they get to work in the the shadows and be a little more secretive and there's always the implication that that those agencies have assassins and all this shit in the background that we just don't know about which probably is bullshit to a degree i mean we know the cia has we know the cia has assassins but the fbi hillary clinton has her own assassin like on speed dial dude i have no doubt that the federal government has a slew of assassins i just think it's funny at the end of this movie when he's sitting there and they're like who are you and he's like i'm a nobody and those two fbi investigators get the call and and what they're just like oh yeah he just killed i don't know 30 40 people just let him go and then three months later he's out buying a house and like i think he's back working for them i mean it just seems ludicrous to me like sweeping under the rug doesn't even matter thankfully he killed a bunch of russians like whoop-de-doo <laughs> I'm not an attorney, but I feel like that would be really easy to defend. The Russian mob came after this dude and he defended himself violently, excessively, but he defended himself. I think the beginning would be more interesting as this man got on a bus and things started. To that would be a tough like, one. Why? <laughs> why did they fight? And then why did he basically like, why didn't he just defend himself and walk off? Because that bus driver would be like, oh, yeah, he, he got hit out of the bus and then went back in to finish business. So when <laughs> that fight, the defense attorney would be like, he did put a trach aka a yeah. straw to help that guy breathe he's he's nothing if not a good samaritan <laughs> you know dude when that fight scene started oh my god he's like okay so this is one thing that i like a little bit better than john wick is like the reasoning right because john wick is he's like mourning and then his dog dies and he goes ballistic right this guy is like a repressed murder hobo <laughs> just dying to kill someone for 20 Jimmy years and then his he gets disrespected by his wife and his son on a daily basis he was this close to clubbing some latina chick to death in his own house like and he gets on a bus and it's just god literally places the russian mob in front of him like they're not people and he goes nuts on them i'm like i can understand this like the way that they built up the movie i'm like yeah i get this if you're you russian know? how do you feel about all of this yeah russians yeah. are always the bad guys we're just, never get old for me hollywood is just shaming them hardcore and then they always lose they always just get beaten up by a bunch of just i mean that's pretty historically accurate too <laughs> One thing I did like about that scene, though, in this, the um, Hutch, he gets beaten up. Like, it's not, 
he's some amazing uh, clearly he knows how to fight and everything but i just thought it was his sheer willpower where this dude is psychotic to an extent where he can literally just take a beating and he always gets up and he comes back for more and i mean he got stabbed he got thrown through a glass window i mean i've punched multiple times and this dude is still coming back at it and i thought that was an interesting perspective because when you're fighting five on one yeah you may be amazing but you're probably going to take a couple of punches and they're going to hurt dude why would he move his head he took like nine right crosses in that bus i'm like move your head this is basic basic fight training he would just sit there just like like when the fight started that that guy's like i'll do this he just took it right across the face but I think that's an intimidation factor where they're like, oh, we got him. We knocked him down. And then he gets up because you saw all their faces. And then he was like, I mean, sure. But you know what's also intimidating? Good. Kicking a <laughs> knife through a dude's shin, ripping a bar off of a bus and beating a man to death with it. That's pretty intimidating. Very true. I think Very it was true. part of it. I think not only did he want to beat somebody's ass, but he wanted to take those hits. He wanted to feel that pain. Like, I think it was beyond like the whole bus thing was just kind of one of those lucky happenstances. He went down and tracked down the people that broke into his house and then he couldn't do anything because they were just this desperate family that were looking for some money and then he's gonna feel guilty he's not a bad guy so he couldn't hurt them so then he gets on these bus and these assholes come in and now he want now he gets to feel that pain and enjoy that so i think that was i think being beat up was part of it why he let him do yeah, it because true. it was also looking at it and he said it was a one-time thing it was an anomaly it wasn't and then he just got dragged further in because this one of those guys happened to be coincidentally the bo- big boss, his brother, you know, who he hated anyway. But I mean, he's Russian, so he's got to avenge his brother, right? I mean, it there's another John Wick tie in right there. The the Russian family member that doesn't know what he's getting yeah. into and mm-hmm. coming after by the big mom boss. Yeah. How could you know? I want to talk about the one of my, I think my favorite scene in watching this with JJ. I'm sure he knows where I'm going to go with this when he's looking for that couple that robbed his house and he finally finds the correct tattoo parlor and they start to intimidate him with the brass knuckles and those two guys carrying like baseball bats. And then that one war veteran calls him out that his FBI badge is old and everything. But then as he, I think he's extending out the money that he was going to use, the cheese, he sees the that war veteran sees those two tattoos of I think seven and two from the cards and then that guy immediately walks into the other room and bolts like eight different locks or something slowly closes the window (laughs) and you see the shop owner those guys are like oh like JJ was I mean we were both live JJ was dying during that I just love that the fucking there was so many of them like I get that he turns the deadbolt but then there's like a slider like six more deadbolts another yeah like seriously like a freaking tank couldn't have got through that fucking door and then he just like looks he's like have a good day as he slides that fucking slide that like face slider through like yeah I thought that shit was funny but it does lead me to another issue that I had with this movie and that is like okay I get that and he locks all the doors that was a great comedic relief but then we go to this Russian lady that he intimidates and she this hacker that she gets into his redacted file right she she blackmails this guy gets his funny. redacted file the guy sends it over yeah hey, that was dude, also a someone needs to tell that guy there's no shame in whatever you're into yeah you know Just- well, except you don't want your wife to find i mean there's <laughs> no shame in your game live but- your truth 
that obviously wasn't his his wife. But like, yeah, so he sends over this highly redacted folder and then she like quits her job at the Russian mob or whatever it was. This guy, her boss, who she throws this file at and leaves, we see when we first get introduced to him, kills a man with a broken, like with a bottle in an extremely violent, like after going Punisher on his face with the, the bottle or the nose, the stem the wine of that glass. fucking wine glass, slices yeah. this dude's face down, cuts his throat. She works for this man, and she sees a bunch of redacted shit. It's not like she can read this saying, this guy was part of this hit boss. You know, he killed all these people. You just see violent images and then redacted information. Why does she quit? You work for an extremely violent man. Why are you so intimidated by this guy that you fucking quit? Like, I didn't understand that. Like, So by on. what she said, I assume that she didn't work for him, but she was like a contractor right so she like volunteered her services for the mob because she came in and she's she she's like i'm done no payment necessary right like you don't say that to your boss right like you don't say no payment necessary so i assumed that she's just a hacker that he would use and she's like yeah i don't want any part of this sure but i still don't understand like yeah i just to me i was like and it what she wasn't the only one like a couple other people got scared at the mention of who and i'm like look you're in a very violent world already like you're hacking for the russian mob i mean fine say i don't want any part of this i'm not doing any more work in this particular area for you but like to completely bug out because you see this guy used to be part of a hit squad uh, come on like dude that's part of the <laughs> nature of the world that you work in you know the more movies i watch like this i'm like man the russian mob has a ton of baba yaga like it's easy to mess these guys up they're scared of everyone let's just be a lesson to all you investors if you're gonna go in with the russian mob it better be more than three percent probably at least five dude they did not care that that dude died no why would that equity again they live in that crazy ass world that was another running joke that came up that I was like really confused by and felt didn't hit for me was the two times that he starts to tell his story to these guys that he's just killing. And then he they, he halfway through realizes that they didn't hear anything he said. I loved that. Yeah, that did not hit with me Whatever, at all. JG, you laughed in both of those times. Like, I chuckled because I understood what they were trying to do, but, like, I was, like, chuckling more out of, like, a that was a silly gag. Like, the first time it was the, with the Russian kid, the kid under the car, like, I was oh, like, so okay, it was like a was Bill and Ted laugh. Okay. Well, it was like, that was, yeah, fuck off. That was kind of a funny, <laughs> like, the first time they did it with the kid in the car, I was like, okay, that was kind of funny. But then when they repeated the joke, I was like, ah, he didn't need to do it a second time. Right. He didn't get to finish monologuing the first time, so he had to try to finish monologuing the second time yeah leave it alone at the first one she would have been i wouldn't have had a problem at all if they hadn't tried to do it the second time no nah, i was okay with it i thought it was good yeah. if they had done it a third time i would i might have been in your boat but two times i can do two times i also liked how when hutch was considering what home to buy originally he made sure the basement would burn super hot so that one day when he had to kill a bunch of russians in his house there would be no traces of them like yeah how can you say that you're out when you set up like your basement to melt human bones right like it kind of seems like he had one foot in the whole time you know hey he was just waiting for a neighbor's hedge to be like four inches too high they might (laughs) not have been there the next day (laughs) it's movies like this and unhinged where I'm like, this is why you just don't talk to people in public. You you don't you don't touch people. You don't talk to people because like this dude's daughter's kitty bracelet was stolen, and he went and killed like 900 people. And it was under his couch the whole fucking time. Also, this movie tells you if you want to close a negotiation, come in with bars of gold, and you'll win every time. Again with the gold. How much is that even worth? <laughs> 
He was just like, deal. Like, you don't, wow, this, what? You don't even know if these are real, dude. No questions asked. You're not like Hutch. Where'd you get blocks of gold from? Hey, dude, uh, right now, an ounce of gold is worth $1,800. Wow. That was a, that would it, they, he paid too much. So, I mean, that's, that's how you got to look at it is an ounce of gold right now, 17, $1,785.30. Was he trying to buy that business the whole time so he could set up a kill box for whoever unsuspectedly came that's in there? Good question. Why? That's what I felt like. He was just waiting for the opportune time. He, he set it up his. for years to say, hey, I want to buy this place. And then when he had a reason to kill Russians, that's when he just played ball. I think he was trying to take it over. I think he was trying to live the life, but it was obviously that he was bored and he couldn't handle it. He was so then you buy it and then you totally destroy your place of business because new management has there's a uh, electrical problem. <laughs> so I might not understand how grenades work. But can you just press them like that and they'll go off? Well, it popped a pin. Oh, it, it did? Yeah, when it first started mm -hmm. crushing it, like it popped the mechanism that was holding the pin. Mm. So the, the trigger mechanism for the grenade popped off. And in which case that activates the grenade. And so yeah. all it Back did was... I didn't think it activated. Yeah. I thought that handle like stood there the whole time. No, it popped because that was that was my thought, too, was when we were watching it. I was like, and it popped. It was start crushing. I was like, that's interesting. I got really excited. But then I started thinking it through. And then two seconds later, I saw it snap the pin and the the bar flew. It popped up and out. And so I was like, oh, OK. All he did was give himself a little longer time release grenade was what he did. Because and I was laughing because I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about grenades and somehow like, oh, is, uh, have you guys ever seen The Professional? with uh oh god you guys are terrible so the professional is an older movie is a 90s movie i think early 90s late 80s and it has uh it was uh natalie portman's very first movie she was 11 and she falls in league with this assassin guy well at the very end like he pulls he's wearing this vest that's got all these grenades and he's pulling the, he pulls his pin and hands it to the the bad guy but he's not holding the trigger mechanism at all he just hands him the pin and it takes like 25 seconds for the fucking grenades to go off and in movies, that's all the time. You see, like, they'll pull the pin and they'll throw it. And then it takes forever for these. Like, you guys do realize that that's not how long grenades take to actually explode or blow up when you pull the pin and let go of the trigger. So I like that he gave himself. That's what I was like. Okay. He just gave himself a more time released grenade. Okay. I can buy that. But talk to me about claymores. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was a little much. Yeah. <laughs> Super fun to watch, but a little much. <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, just Casey did like, just say she's like did he just go through a gunfight with a fucking landmine in his shirt the whole time <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah because he did he that. tucks it in there and then he goes running around while everybody's shooting at his ass <laughs> like it's a fair point somebody nicks that fucker here in trouble even more excited i don't Silly. know he went in this movie we need to combine some joker-esque principles as well because he just wanted to burn all that money and i get that they came to his house but maybe say if you really want to squash the beef because well now we know he didn't because he got in the car and crossed his fingers he was hoping for the fight but i don't know if it makes sense to burn all of the money and then say let's squash the beef and yes they did come to his house and maybe blood over money but that was a little i was like he just wanted to fight that's how i took it i oh, loved sure. that conversation where he's like we can both rebuild he's like yeah wait what what do you mean rebuild? <laughs> he just pulls out this charred stack of 10 grand. He loses his mind. Yeah, I burned it all. 
I did like when he when he went to reach for like the the napkin that was covering the claymore. Yeah. And everybody pulled all the guns and he's like, it's okay. And then he pulls it out and he pulls a very like Matt said, a very Joker-esque, like got the string on his finger, like, okay, yeah. you guys still want to play? Yeah. That and burning the money, and he didn't take any. He's like, Yeah, through this money, I'm just gonna burn it all. Seriously, that's what we, I did say that. I was like, you wouldn't take, you know, a couple snacks. That's why you should invest in gold. <laughs> It's fair. <laughs> You'd have to have it in his basement to reach that kind of a melting point. <laughs> also, this movie made me want to have a secret compartment somewhere in my future house that I just have for some cool reason. And I don't know what I put in there, but I want something in there. Yeah, like the John Wick moment where he, the he gets out his gold. Or he pulls down the electrical outlet and hits cool buttons and the panic door slides. Like something, anything. Yeah. Or you concrete your your value your worth in in the garage or in the basement that you have to break all the concrete. Mm. It's a lot of fucking oh, work. Oh, I had I was confused about one thing <clears throat> when he's talking with his adopted brother through the radio about the home invasion and how mm-hmm. he didn't kill anyone. And Hutch was like talking about the gun and that it was empty. And then his brother's like, "Oh, now I understand why you didn't do what you didn't do. I don't understand how an unloaded gun." would stop because it, like it wouldn't stop me from killing someone with a gun in my house you know it's because you're an asshole <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm just kidding I, the asshole? if you walk into my house with a gun at night you're you've made that decision for me i'm just kidding i, I understand feel threatened that this man has lines that we don't have where unless you're coming at him with live bullets it just doesn't no seem way. like he has lines that i don't have yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has skills that you don't have. And when he sees an unloaded gun, at the end of the day, this man obviously knew he could take these two out without any kind of effort. So when he saw that they weren't going to actually shoot anyone, he decided he'd let them live because they were obviously desperate. He pieced that shit together. So he was just trying to be a good man, I suppose. And he just and not kills him from that police officer, from his yeah. son, from the neighbor. But he got that guy back. Definitely. Got so that. if the gun was loaded, he would have killed them both. Yeah, because they, they were like pointing it. it at his son. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think they walk away if the gun had been loaded. But before we get too far, because we've jumped around a lot, I want to talk. Can we just talk about my favorite scene in this movie? And that is Christopher Lloyd jamming a fucking gun by putting his pinky in the oh, hammer. Dude. That shit was bitching. And then he, and he, cause he just grabs it. And I was like, what? He just blocked the hammer and then proceeds to shotgun this guy from like two inches away and right. smile as he smiles. What a fantastic scene. I loved Christopher Lloyd's character. Can we talk about movie? one of the most oblivious nurses ever. Good thing that Chris, Chris, would yeah. like watches Westerns. This uh, dude painted and- the walls with these, with some <laughs> Russian blood. <laughs> this nurse like turned the goddamn TV down. Yeah. Okay. I love that he's just he patting the that guy's guy face. <laughs> like, hey, it's okay. It's okay. But that uh, makes another part where Hutch's dad clearly loves shotguns. And when they were first getting into the firefight yeah. at uh, Hutch's place of business, and he's just firing off shotgun rounds when they're, I don't know, 80, 90, 100 feet away. And, you're just, and JJ was like, those aren't going to do anything. It's too far. He looked cool, though. Unless he's got, I mean, unless he's got slugs. He could, yeah. he could get there with slugs. I don't think he had slugs, though. 
Dude, he's coming into battle with a double barrel shotgun. This guy is full of dementia. Well, this, he's, right? not this even guy just is... coming, he's not even just coming into battle with a double barrel shotgun. When he walks into the building, he looks like he's got a freaking pouch of shotguns on either side of him. Yeah. Like, he's got he's he's like six of them. Seriously, to the point that the main character's like, do you need any more shotguns? You got a lot of shotguns. You brought a lot of Russians. Yeah. How many? But like, even with he, he had like four or five shotguns, right? He's yeah. got eight to ten shots before yeah. he has to reload. He fires way more than eight to ten shots without yeah. ever seeing him reload. And then at the end, they're like all out. He turns to his dad. He's like, "Are you out?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, of course he's out. That dude has been shooting blanks for like fifteen minutes. That guy ran out of ammo the first thirty seconds into this exchange. He's so old. Well, and Riz is apparently the greatest rifle sniper ever to live. The over-the-shoulder shot. Oh, that was cool. Did you like the little shotgun blast? Yeah. <laughs> like, they yeah. didn't, they clearly did not think through that sound because he sticks it on there. He's like, boom. Yeah. Like, that's a shotgun round. That is not whatever you have in there. Well, and then he, like, like you were talking about in the spoiler-free, the triple head shot. Like, I mean, I realized that that's a pretty high-powered rifle, obviously, and he plugs them at very close range. But we were talking about this yesterday, but when we, before we recorded, like, all it takes is one stray hit of a skull. I don't know, big, thick, giant piece of bone that you just shot through three of, and it goes completely the wrong direction. So I got some yeah. video game shit there. Especially if they're hollow points, right? If hollow yeah. points are, like, designed to just, like, rip apart. They're... They're going to go through three people. Yeah. Look, and I, as as skilled as this guy was. Rifle, what was that, Ian? I was just, do they make hollow point rifle rounds? Oh, oh I that's don't a good question. I don't know. I just bought my first rifle yesterday, so I don't know anything about them. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know mean, if they make hollow point rifle This rounds. guy probably made his own custom ammunition. He knew there might be a chance for a triple headshot, and I feel like he was just prepared for it. And so he's. I mean, whatever. yeah, to be fair, maybe he had some like armor piercing rounds. Those will go through heads. Right? I mean, these people clearly have a lot of guns as we saw in the end credit scene so i feel like he knows what he's doing so that's my other thing i'm like this dude is you know presumably very trained and he brings a bolt action rifle he's to that good to fight like indoors also like all these russians are clearing rooms with rifles and like i just i don't know i don't know anything about rifles never mind i'm not gonna comment on that i don't know i'm stupid what do i know i just feel like there's easier guns to clear rooms with you know well sure but it doesn't look near as fucking cool as putting no, a show having some bad guy unscrew your freaking and just baton them with that silencer that yeah. was cool i was and okay with that pull it over his shoulder blind shot in the chest and then three headshots it all in a fucking two foot hallway <laughs> you know what i would have liked to have seen is for him to do his behind the back shot right and for the kickback to put the butt of the stock into somebody else's face. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Okay, that would have been cool. I would have loved that. That would have been cool. That, they're going to have to put that in the second movie because it's this type of conversations. These are the reasons we watch these movies. Because if he had come in with a normal, like, assumed shotgun and done that, you'd be like, ah, like, anybody can do that. We didn't know you could do that with a sniper rifle. Very cool. That was pretty. I cool. did not think about the kickback though, because if these rounds are like clotheslining people off their feet, like yeah. he puts it around here, pulls the trigger, he would have broken his hand. Oh, at least. <laughs> not to mention he wouldn't have hit anything because it would have gone up. Like your natural, your wrist, that action is going to pull that forward hey, and up. He so. was doing that that wrist grip thing. He's been doing that for years. Okay? Yeah, he, you just don't know this stuff. 
That's true. He's clearly more proficient with this rifle than I am. I did. You did bring up a good point, Avio, that I did kind of in my mind laugh at when he's shooting a bit first and you first realize he's there and he's plugging these guys and they're flying three feet backwards after getting hit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, look, I realize if it's a big enough caliber, they'll blow a fucking hole the size of my head in his back. But he's not going to go flying like someone just hit him with a baseball bat in midair. Or he's got like a, you know, those old bungee runs that you saw at the carnivals. Like oh, yeah. where there's a big air blown. Like snaps you back. Yeah, and you got this bungee strapped to you. That's what he looked like. He got to the end of the bungee and it yanked him backwards. So that's not how that shit works, but it looks cool, I guess. It's all about looking good on the screen. And then on a final note before we rate this, did you guys watch? I know the three of us did, but Javier, did you watch the, uh, the post-credit scene? With them in the RV? Yeah. 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 And Riz is like, why didn't we fly? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, that's what I'm saying. This guy's so old. <laughs> why didn't we fly? Because we have 400 guns, dude. That's why we didn't fly. I almost thought it would have been better if the dad was like killed in the action. Cause like better that mm-hmm. than sitting in a rest home, like wasting away. And I felt like that would have kind of fit a little better. Because he could kind of go out. not wasting away anymore. They're going to some crazy Mexican shootout or wherever <laughs> they're going next. <laughs> so, it's fair. The, the boys are back together. The band's back together now. So I don't know that it'll be going back to the re- the. the that's probably why home. there's an ammo shortage during this pandemic. Because it's <laughs> in that RV <laughs> like every round. I love. I I would have been sad. I get what you're saying, Ian, and it's not a bad point. But I would have been pissed. I would have like it would have taken a point of my rating off of this movie if Christopher Lloyd had died because he was by far my favorite character in this whole movie, and he was uh-huh. only in it for like ten minutes. But he was so fucking entertaining for those ten minutes that I would have been salty if they'd killed him. Did you know he probably peed his pants as an old man in that rocking chair or whatever <laughs> as he waited for those Russians to come? He was like, please. Please, are the, it happen. Are the potty jokes going to be like a staple now for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're ready to rate this movie. Let's do, do it. it. So right. ready. I'll get us started. I'm so torn on this movie because when the action's really good, you have a lot of fun. It was entertaining as hell. It was extremely violent, very John Wick-esque. Yeah, I mean, all of those movies that we've seen in these just badass one-man kill, taking everyone out in creative, violent ways. I mean, right down to the rebar rocket, to the running with apparently bullet proof glass which who knows why he had in that factory so that he can with a claymore strapped to the front of it and pulling it with your teeth like yeah there was some incredibly violent and unique kills in this movie i did have some issues with some of the unanswered questions and contradictory pieces with the wife and the family and it was just a little odd some of it was out of control there's some weird questions that you're just like where did that come from but it it's fun And there's no way that you can deny if you're watching this movie, like there's some great shocking moments. It's fun. It's entertaining. Bob Odenkirk is like the every man that now kills every man, which it's really interesting. But at the end of the day, can I really call it a fantastic movie? I don't know. It's hard for me to say that from a movie perspective. So my rating, I'm going to give it a three and a half. It's far better than average. It's a lot of fun to watch. I can't put it up with someone with my my fours and aboves because those movies are just they're well made across the board. This one had some real issues that stuck out to me, though I would watch it again because it is fun and entertaining. And it's it's a mindless movie that you can sit back and just go, holy shit, that's a lot of shotguns. So it's a lot of fun. Christopher Lloyd, by far my favorite character, even though he's only in it for like 10 minutes. But Bob Odenkirk was probably a, 
a close second because he was just entertaining and weirdly funny and 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 fun to watch. So yeah, three and a half for me. Ian, I've definitely been going back and forth on my rating for this one too because, like you said, I don't know that I could put it up with a fours. It wasn't quite there yet, but I did really enjoy this movie. The action was a lot of fun. I would have. I prefer movies when they're more consistent with their like realistic action portrayal and this one i felt like it was disconnected from the first half of the movie and then the last half where it like madsen says kind of turns into home alone but i really enjoyed it i didn't think odenkirk was going to fit this role very well because the only other thing i've seen him in is that office episode where he acts like michael so i wasn't expecting a lot but i really enjoyed the movie it was fun to watch great one-liners like when he's putting his family down into the the basement, kind of like expecting some like "I love you" or "keep the kids safe," and he says, "Don't call nine one one." So I got a kick out of stuff like that. So I'd say three point five as well. Matson. I'm going to give this movie a solid three. It's definitely above average. I think from a plot perspective, definitely left a lot out in explaining kind of the past and the, the present, the future of where these characters are at and such and connecting things. But again, I think Jay just said it best. You want a mindless movie that you can watch with a group of people and freak out at the types of killing and you're going to be entertained. I think the other thing we didn't touch upon in this movie that I liked is the power of music. Mm-hmm. This movie definitely leaned into some uh, really well-known songs and really lighten the mood, uh, lighten the killing mood, I should say. Uh, I think it just really always impresses me when movies do that, where you can make a very violent scene into basically a very funny scene based off the music that is being played. I thought they did a really good job of that, adding to the whimsical nature of this. I will definitely watch this movie again. I'm confident I'm going to be watching this movie with Javier probably, and it'll be a very good time. So solid three, definitely watch again. Javier, bring us home. So I was prepared to give this movie a four and a half. (laughs) <laughs> but after talking about it, I was like, yeah, it's probably not. I think that's what I gave John Wick. So it's not quite there. Like, I don't like this movie more than John Wick. There are just parts of it that I like more than parts. But holistically speaking, John Wick is better. So that kind of goes back to my thing. Like, if you want to watch a movie like this, just go watch John Wick 1, 2, or 3. <laughs> the violence was fun. The The reason why he gets involved in, like, the killing the Russian thing made sense in the sense that it made as much sense as it can make, you know, in movies like this. The acting was fine. There was just like too many John Wick tropes. Like they really wanted to put a 1969 foreign Mustang in there. You know it. But they went with a 72 Dodge Challenger. That's yep. what they, it's like, why? No reason. The neighbor's dad died and he got this. Anyway, uh, no reason to have that car there. And there's like... Yeah, I know. There's other things too, but I'm going to give this a four. So I'm going to come a little bit higher. I still think it was a lot of fun. Like if John Wick suddenly just stopped existing, this would probably be my next favorite, like assassin, shoot people for no reason movie. Like Extraction and all those movies come under this one. That makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a really good second place to John Wick. So I'm going to give it a four. So a couple three and a half, so three and a four. Pretty consistent. A lot of fun movie. I think that's across the board. Everybody just, it's a fun movie to watch. It's entertaining. And it's short, which makes it even easier to, yeah. oh, to yeah. justify watching. I mean, 90 minutes with today's overbloated movies, like four hours and three hours and two and a half hours. It's easy to say a nice, clean 90 minute, shoot them up, kill everybody movie. It's this worth This is watching. a hard movie to watch in front of people though, right? Like, because I, I watched it 
like when I got home last night. So, oh, I gotcha. I, but then I got too tired. So I had to finish it this morning. Sure. And I'm watching it and my two year old walks out and I'm like, and I paused it. I'm like, I can't even watch this like without sound. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like there's no part of this. There's not a single part of this movie that I want my two-year-old to see. No. So anyway. well, the first 20 minutes, you probably could. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Cause it's just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. For like five minutes. I'm like, I yeah, got it. It like, take it. you like through three weeks of him. Yeah. Doing the same shit. I was like, you could have done it for a week and I yeah. would have understood. Like, <laughs> don't forget to take the trash out on Tuesdays. Yeah. Two okay. to really bring it home. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, they were more than three weeks. You did three weeks slowly, and then they like rifled oh, through true. like week after week after week. I was like, I get it. Okay, got it. Totally got it. That's fair. Yeah, it could have been an hour and 10 minute movie, and it would have been just as good. As yeah, that. seriously, a 90 minute movie could have been shorter. Yeah, it could have been, could have been <laughs> 70 minutes, and I still would have given it the same score. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you tuning in. It's a fun movie to watch. Go watch it. For me personally, if you watched our our uh, spoiler free, I would wait till it's not free. But uh, you know, it's, there's worse things you could spend twenty bucks on at the same time. Next week we'll be reviewing Mortal Kombat. I, I can't tell you how excited I am. I I hope my expectations aren't too high, and then that I movie is gonna hate be it. But super violent. I cannot wait to see this movie and and i hope it's as good as it feels like it's gonna be so tune in on that again that'll be uh, the the last movie we review for april i'm really excited for may there's some some movies coming out that i can't wait for so i think for the rest of the years guy rest of the years got wow fuck why can't i say the rest of the year guys i'm pretty excited i think movies are starting to ramp back up i know i'm going to see mortal kombat in the theater i'm fully vaccinated and and our theaters are open back up so i'm i can't wait i'm gonna go watch that one in the the way i feel like it was meant to be watched i think from here on out unless things get crazy again i'll be going to the theater so looking forward to it so we appreciate you tuning in max why don't you tell everybody where they can find us you can find us again wherever good podcasts are found spotify apple stitcher ghana Check us out on whatsourverdict.com. See the upcoming movies that we're going to be a part of. I know we'll be publishing uh, what's coming up for May here shortly as well. And check us out on YouTube for our spoiler freeze. And as always, thank you for listening. Definitely. Yeah, we really do appreciate you tuning in and all the support. Reach out to us. Let us know if we can watch movies for you. But excited for what's coming up. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye Bye. now. Cinematic out. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs>